Welcome everybody to a uh, a visual and audio visual experience uh, with Gamebusters this week. So if you're listening to the audio version, if you want to hop over to our, our video version, I'll also put some visuals on the screen too, with, in addition to our video. But uh, you can hop over to youtube.com slash Gamebuster, um, or you can just uh, sit back and listen to the pleasant sonic uh what sonic uh sounds adventure 2 so, the, the pleasant <laughs> sonic adventure 2 of our voices um yeah so um i'm Nirav and i'm your host as always uh Alyssa is off this week because she has not played any of elden ring and has instead played 70 more hours of valorant so um uh yeah go ahead and introduce yourselves uh we got josh here with us hi all right say a fun thing about yourself uh i like uh i like Bomberman. Um, and uh, I know life to Elden Ring for like two weeks, but we'll get into that, okay. I'm sure. Absolutely. Momo? Hi, I'm Momo. I also know life to Elden Ring for two weeks. Um, what's fun about me? I hate I hate a lot of things. That's true. I've <laughs> noticed that. I, I, what's wrong with me? Um, you, you, you do love objectivity in art reviews. Oh, oh thank no. you. That's the fun oh, thing. No. I, Objectivity is my number one focus. Yeah, um, when absolutely. I'm, art criticism. If well, you can't be objective, then you're worthless. All right, and Patrick. Uh, yeah, I'm Patrick. Uh, Elden Ring is my first Souls-like FromSoft game, and um, uh, I like cats. I don't. I can't think of a fun thing. <laughs> Just say any video game thing. Honestly, your 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 wall right there has so many fun things going on. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. That's some sick art. Let's put this wall together. What is the one over there to to my left? So I guess you're right. That looks familiar. This one? Uh, your thing froze, but yeah, that one. Uh, it is an artist named Loish. Yes. L o i s h. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very familiar with Loish. Cool. Um. Okay. Anyway, I thought it. I thought it might be from a video game thing. It kind of looked like it. <laughs> a lot of the stuff in here is from. Uh, actually, it's mostly. That's just bread. <laughs> yeah. That's well. This is actually just Ghibli foods. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, okay. Nice. I see it now. I see it now. It's yeah, awesome. It's a very nice wall. Very aesthetically. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. What does everyone else's walls look like? We got some. I've cats. got a disaster bookshelf back here. Some mm -hmm. cat curtains. The only uh, thing I have at the moment is a uh, little cat image. Little cat is your window like oh. one square centimeter? Uh, this room is is two square centimeters. So yes, my my. <laughs> the window, window takes up half of it. <laughs> the window takes up half of it exactly. Jeez, um, I've got uh, my vintage Pokemon poster there. This is oh, from yeah. 1999 from the Pokemon That's the sick. first movie. Wow. Yeah, I'm an old school fan. Fancy. I've been, I've been there. <laughs> I got some Back more Pokemon the stuff there. Oh, does anyone see my uh, hidden uh, piranha plant down there in the corner? Oh, I do now, yeah. I do, yeah. You can help. Yeah, you got to be a real fan to see that one. Yeah, I think, you know, <laughs> I think piranha plant was the most exciting Smash Bros. Ultimate he was, deal. actually. I, la I laughed so hard when that happened. I was, I was, I was so super happy. into that. I was so happy. Yeah. Okay. And all the, all the, oh, sorry, that's oh, good. a whole different combo. <laughs> that's <laughs> another episode. Yeah. Another episode. Um, Okay, so yeah, today we are going to talk a little bit about uh, Elden Ring. So this is not a typical format for our show. I keep looking down. I need to look at the actual camera. Um, oh yeah. But um, 
This is not a typical format for the show, but what I kind of wanted to do was um, the way that Kind of Funny does their reviews whenever they come out is they basically just have some people sit there and talk about it for like an hour. And that's like kind of serves as a review. And I was like, I like, I kind of like that idea. And honestly, like, I like to tell when we do a, a breakdown of a, of a game, I like to talk about its like legacy and like lasting impact. And obviously, we don't know what that is yet because this just came out. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, we're just going to talk about this game, and then I also have a lot of points I want to make about, like, how much I'm enjoying it, which is very strange, uh, considering my, my past history with this company. <laughs> but, um, anyway, yeah, so I guess I want to kick it off with, um, people talk, and I think that we've done a good job here of, like, staggering people's experience with FromSoft games, like, starting with Momo and then winding down and going to Patrick. That worked oh. out really well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh... Why don't we all just like go around for a second and tell me like what your past experience with these Souls games and, and FromSoft is and how you how you felt about Elden Ring going into it. Uh, Momo, why don't you kick us off since you're at the top of the pyramid here? Well, uh, I started, I, I played Dark Souls in probably 2013, 2014. I think 2013. On PlayStation 3, my brother came home and was like, you need to play this and just watched me play as I bashed my head against a wall a hundred times. Uh, literally died dozens upon dozens of times, just an undead Berg. And I didn't... It's so funny, at the time, I didn't understand how monumental of a game that was to me. Um, like, I think the first time I played Dark Souls, I was... I knew I liked it, but that is that is a game that grew on me so much over time. And I've been... Since Bloodboard came out, like, two years after I'd played Dark Souls 1, I have just been so... such a big fan of From Software. Um, they are my favorite studio. Soulsborne is my favorite franchise. I am such a huge fan of these games. Yet, for some reason, with Elden Ring, I was really skeptical. Mm-hmm. And I went in thinking it would not be good. Um, I was completely proven wrong. But L- yeah, literal, I... literal minutes before the scores went up. She's like, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> literal minutes before the scores <laughs> went up, I was like, 85 on Metacritic. Yeah, 85 you know, max. Like, Let's go <laughs> max. for the 85. 85. I'm going for the 85 bet. And then the 98 dropped, and I was just like, holy moly. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, how about you, Josh? Uh, I've been an accidental FromSoft fan since, like, the GameCube era, because uh, I grew up with Lost Kingdoms and Lost Kingdoms 2, which are these bizarre, like, card-based action RPGs with uh, about those, huh? insanely bizarre music and... Uh, just just really you could tell from the very beginning FromSoft just kind of had a vision for like what kind of worlds they want to create yeah um and you can really see that nowadays in like their modern design philosophy um but stuff like that um and then dark souls i initially bounced off of because i was i was terrible at it um completely had no idea what i was doing um didn't know how to approach the series it really wasn't until bloodborne came out which i feel like is a story for a lot of people um it, everything just kind of clicked with me there. Um, I think just like the the change in scenery, like the gothic architecture and the more emphasis on aggression and stuff, it just really clicked with me. Um, also, I had a cane whip so I could pretend it was like Castlevania. But uh, after that, I went backwards, um, played Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1 and 2, and then I've just been like a huge fan since. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much... Now I'm going back and playing other FromSoft games that I missed. I'm playing Otogi right now on the original Xbox Jesus, and man. having a great time with that. Um, that game's awesome. So okay. talk to me when filling... you play, talk to me when you play Kingsfield, please. I'm I'm gonna try. I swear, <laughs> one day I'm gonna crack that shell. But it's it's a really hard shell. Okay. I tried. I tried Kingsfield. Yeah. 
it's so bad. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm getting, a nightmare. I just want to like let everyone know I'm getting like a Steam notification maybe every like like eh, maybe like four or five minutes that somebody else is playing Elden Ring. Yeah, um, I just saw Elk get on. My entire PS5 yeah. like friends list is just like Elden Ring, Elden Ring, Elden Ring, Horizon, yeah. Elden Ring. We got one Horizon holdout. Um, <laughs> Holding it down. <clears throat> I think because they beat Elden Ring recently. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah, I have... Um, I, I would actually say I have more of like a, a mixed uh, review history with these games. Like, the first Dark Souls I spent a few hours on, um, and it did not click with me. I actually had some friends on stream with me, like helping me out and like trying to like guide me a little bit and I just like wasn't a fan of how like <clears throat> it felt very janky to be honest I, I don't know like and I know that's your kink Josh but um butter. yeah <laughs> um yeah I don't know it just didn't click with me and Dark Souls 3 I, I think I liked a little bit better it felt a little bit smoother and stuff but like I very famously spent uh, nearly five hours fighting the tutorial boss over the course of three days after watching like lots of help videos and stuff and then like when I finally beat it I was like I felt nothing I was like I don't like this I don't like this game I feel nothing and I, I kept on with it for like another two hours and then by the time I got to like the next major boss I was just like I don't care about this enough to put in the effort to learn it um, and the same thing effectively happened with Bloodborne where like I hit a wall with the 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 cleric beast after a few hours and i just like didn't care about the game enough to try to like get better at it i was like i'm not really i'm not super interested in this um but i got super into into sekiro and i um i was playing on pc so i used like a little mod to basically what i did was i gave myself uh the full 10 uh healing flasks from the start of the game and then i just kind of played it like normal from there so i kind of gave myself a little handicap basically um and that was very helpful because I was able to, like, get into it a little more. And, like, I wasn't dying immediately over and over again. I was able to, like, kind of learn and strategize. And uh, I loved it. I, I've spent 35 hours on, on Sekiro. And I even started a fresh save file with no mods. And I got all the way through the Hirata estate and up through, like, um, who's, is it Genichiro, the guy on the roof? think Ashina, I think. Uh, yeah. Ashina? Yeah. I got, I, yeah. I got through that guy on the it's roof. Yeah, even without, nice. without, without like, I, I did, like, a fresh save file and got through there, and I was like, I really enjoy this game. And, um, I, you know, oh, and I played the Demon Souls remake also for, like, seven, eight hours, but that was very aggravating, because I got to the Tower Knight, and I don't know if people remember this, but, like, there's, like, a, you have to basically jog across the entire, like, Dragon Bridge each time that you die, and... Nope. That was like a half hour process for me trying to get through that each time. And then I went to GameStop and I said, take this from me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll say mixed reviews. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about it in a bit here. But, like, I, I love I'm loving Elden Ring. I think I already actually like it more than Sekiro, um, which I already loved. So this is this is like I just want to be upfront about this because I've I've I was a convicted like souls hater and i've been converted slightly so you, maybe you can too viewer <laughs> um all right and uh yeah patrick uh yeah so as i kind of alluded to previously this is my first ever from soft or or souls like game and uh i've obviously seen them all before anytime a new one comes out 
I hear about it, I see the good reviews, I see everyone talking about it, and they never really interested me. Like, whenever I'd be pitched on the game, someone would talk about, like, oh, yeah, it's so fun, it's so hard, you'll just be, like, trying the same boss for hours, and I'm like, that doesn't sound fun, that doesn't sound fun to me, I'm good, like, I'm wicked good, I don't want to do that. Um, and then so that from that, some, like, the actual gameplay side of things, it never really interested me or appealed to me in any capacity, and then from the art side, I never, I don't want that kind of, like, super dark games, like, I love freaking Mario and Zelda, like, I love fun, yeah. colorful games, I don't love a lot of, like, kind of dark games. So like I visually I'd watch the trailers for the games and I'm like, eh, doesn't do a whole lot for me. Sekiro was actually the first one that actually appealed to me and I bought it, but did not play it because I was worried about it being really hard and frustrating. Um, it is. So, I mean, that's that's part of yeah. it. Yeah. So like when Elden Ring was coming up and everyone was super hyped for it, so I'm I'm a um, I'm a Song of Ice and Fire fan, so mm-hmm. I like George's stuff. So hearing that he was doing the lore for it, I'm like, ah, that's cool, I guess. But I don't play these games. So everyone was like crazy hyped for Elden Ring for years. And I was never part of the hype bandwagon at all. So when it got a release date and as coming up to it in 2022, I had my whole like gaming calendar mapped out for what I was planning on playing this year. And Elden Ring was nowhere on it. I had no interest. But like in the week lead up to the release and all everyone talking about it, and like Momo talking about it and everyone mm-hmm. talking about it, in the channel getting hyped for it and seeing the reviews i was like all right i'll i'll dive in whatever so i pre-ordered it like two hours before launch and uh freaking love it <laughs> did everyone get the good pre-order bonus which was nothing what? yeah yeah whatever <laughs> no no horse armor no nothing no horse armor <laughs> i was at actually least, at least we know todd howard would do something right like yeah that's something he, he that's why he blessed us he would have given us horse armor for our spaceship <laughs> our spaceship yeah um yeah so basically uh i guess i kind of want to like uh get into the start of like what was like your first um impression with with starting the game um i can I'll, i guess I'll, I'll kick us off so we can kind of get going but so I very famously, I think as is famous now, I did not go in the tutorial pit uh, at the beginning because... Me neither. Okay. (laughs) Right. That's the thing is like, I, okay, I've played these games before, right? There's a, there's a ghost man sitting there at the beginning and he's like, get in the pit and learn. And I'm like, no, you're lying to me like everyone else in these games. And so I like very purposefully didn't go in the pit and I just like walked outside and um, you know, I figured everything out basically, and and mostly by by way of the the chat in the um in our in our channel here. But like, man, I'm I don't know. I'm I'm still mixed feelings about the tutorial. Like, they did put a glowing ghost man and basically like a neon sign pointing down that said tutorial here. But I just didn't trust the sign. You know what I mean? I don't trust him. But I got out into the open world and like. It was really gorgeous first sight, of course. You see, like, do you guys, who was it that posted that thing about, like, how well, like, they, like, used the rule of thirds thing? That was DC, yeah. I was, like, really impressed because, like, they they really nailed that, like, rule of thirds thing here, like, in both directions of, like, each each piece of the the, the screen has something significant, tells you, like, where to go and stuff like that, just by where it is. And, yeah, yeah, when when we get a little bit deeper into that, like, which I, I think I refer to usually as pathing in a game, basically like the game urging you to go this way or that way without you realizing it, you know? And I think that is one of this game's like absolute strengths, but yeah, I just, I saw the tree sentinel. 
I don't know about you guys. I did not try to fight him. I was like, I'm just going to go around. Absolutely not. Not today. Nope. I, 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 spent, I spent way too long. I may have tried. Against the wall. I may have tried a couple times before he filtered me, and I was Didn't like, work, oh, yeah. yeah, I should go. <laughs> I, tried, I tried like a dozen times. Right. So the reason he's there, like, of course, is because he is too hard. It's, it's yeah, to teach you the things. lesson right away that if the fight <laughs> is too hard, you can just leave. Yeah, because the whole series up to that point wasn't about that. Um, mm-hmm. It's very linear. If you were stuck at a boss, you were stuck at a boss. And the only option you really had was if you were lucky, you were at a point in the game where there was some sort of alternate path, which was not often. It was maybe like 20% of the time. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, if you were stuck at a boss, either you kept bashing your head against the wall or you went back and farmed. Yeah. So it was definitely mm-hmm. like, I think it was so intentional that, you know, Miyazaki and the team at FromSoft knew, hey, we need to establish this immediately that this is not the same. Yeah, and like... It's cool because I, I, I like this is a good compromise between like not reducing the challenge of the game but like making it less aggravating basically. Um, yeah. But yeah, like uh, so I don't know. I, I got I you know found my way to the church obviously and and you know like everybody else I got the horse and all that. But I don't know. What were you guys' first thoughts stepping out into the world and, and looking at it? Like, I mean, did you get that that Breath of the Wild moment? I did, I did not the get wild moment. Oh no! <laughs> no, I didn't. I walked out of the world. I'm like, all right, cool. What's trying to kill me? Because I just knew going. <laughs> yeah. Everything this, was gonna try and kill me. That's one of those so, things, though. This this me. this game's reputation precedes it before anyone even knew what it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So as soon as I saw the tree sentinel, I was like, nope, not that guy. Yeah. And I walked around him <laughs> and went to the church. So then I went to the church, and then from there, I didn't. I didn't realize. So Momo and I had this whole back and forth, but I realized later about the whole like yellow path from the points of grace because yeah. i didn't know what that was on the map i showed like a yellow I had a little yellow thing i was like i don't know what this is and i just wandered for hours i did i took t- total wandering and i was like i don't know where to go momo was telling me like oh you have to go like follow follow the arrow i'm like there's no arrow what are you talking about and then we eventually, we eventually i was like oh the little yellow yeah like stream coming off the yeah, point it's like of a grace. golden okay. stream yeah yeah i was just very confused and then I found out again hours later that I skipped the tutorial, so I fast traveled back to the cave and then did the tutorial. I'm like, oh, there's some helpful stuff in here. I didn't know there was stealth in this. Thing. I, okay, so I <laughs> I also didn't realize those were arrows, and I think it's just this thing where like, I've been like so desensitized to like environmental pathing like that that like there's a literal like glowing golden arrow hanging in the sky pointing, and I'm like, that's probably nothing. <laughs> you know. I, I mean, Especially coming off of Horizon, which, like, I'm... Yes, I was playing Horizon at the same time, yeah. Like, Horizon holds your hand to everything. So, I just, like, subtlety is totally lost on me when I was playing this game. Yeah, that's... I really like the Grace, uh, the Grace guidance system. Um, because on one hand, it is sort of telling you, hey, go here, there's something here, it's nudging you in that direction. And it's really interesting, because it nudges you in ways that I didn't expect. There are certain moments in the game that like so I, I don't typically like following it because like i i already kind of already stand the structure and i just want to play and do what i want there was a moment in the game where uh i found a new grace and it was nudging me in a very specific direction one that i would not have went and i saw that it led me to my one of my favorite moments in the whole game Ooh, so cool. i think that's super interesting of how like yeah it's it's so easily ignorable it's not in your face um and I really, really appreciate that, especially in the context of other open world games I've played. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, I still haven't used it much, to be honest. Like I, yeah. I, I've seen it and go, okay, so the game wants me to go that direction, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. I would do that too. Yeah, I'd go the opposite yes. way sometimes. They're like, well, if it wants me to go I that have... way, maybe there's cool stuff like this other way that I should check out. 
I have become a little less suspicious of the game as I've played it, I think. Because <laughs> yeah. I have I have played like a, a good bit of like the, you know, Dark Souls and especially like Bloodborne where like literally the whole world is trying to just kill you at all times, but like kill you deceive you. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It's like you knock on a door and an NPC is like, "Oh, my I lost my lantern and and my my son's uh, got it. He's down in the sewers." And you go down and her son is like a 7-foot tall birdman with three arms, right? And it's like he's got his he's got the lantern though, and it's a weapon and he'll burn you with it. But anyway, um I think that like as I've played this game, which I just hit 30 hours today on this, like I've I've realized that, like, even though there are a lot of things that are trying to kill me, they just, like, can't anymore, <laughs> I guess. It's like, if I if something jumps on me and springs on me, it's like, all right, whatever, like, I'll just kill it and move on. Like, it's it's become not a big deal, but I've also, like, even when I was, like, a week or earlier on, it's like, this game definitely does less to, like, jump scare you than, like, especially Bloodborne, I'm remembering, did a lot of trying to jump scare you. Um, oh, yeah. And, like... I found all the... And there's so many messages, which, like... I don't know if it's because I played Bloodborne, like, really late or something. Because I didn't play it till two years ago. But, like, there weren't... Like, there were, like, barely any messages anywhere for me to see. And, like... Yeah. Having, like, so many of them here, I read all of them. And it's like, hey, there's an enemy, like, to the right. And I'm like, oh, I see it. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a nice feeling. Because it helps me feel like I'm kind of in control of the situation. Um... But yeah, anyway, if anyone else wants to talk about the, like, I guess the beginning thoughts, like before we move on, like how you felt um, getting out in there. Yeah, um, I, I kind of had the Breath of the Wild moment when I stepped on the Limgrave for the first time, but it was mostly because I think I was coming off of the other, like, Souls games and stuff, and they are a lot more condensed and, mm-hmm. I don't want to say li- linear, for lack of a better word, it's like more directed, I guess. And mm-hmm. so just kind of stepping out and seeing the, the scale of everything for the first time and just being like... I can I can go I can go all these are you, are you kidding me I can go all these places and it just like it kind of like fucked me up for a minute because I genuinely didn't know where to go and I actually missed that first church the first time because I just like like a just a child I was just like I guess I'll just go <laughs> where that guy is over there and then it was like the tree sentinel and then like I just walked past <laughs> oh, him nope, the that's other the way the tree sentinel again I'm back yeah like oh it's it's that guy again Um, and then i I found myself running in circles like for just a little bit but once i kind of got my bearings and stuff it was it was really cool my like breath of the wild moment was weirdly not at the beginning because i walked out and i'm like i see (laughs) please and then like i got um over to the first part where i was just like riding my horse and i was being chased by some monster i think it might have just been wolves or something but i was running from them and i ran into um like Kaled and you know the environment there like completely changes and I ended up near like the big the like the minor air tree or whatever which kind of like looks out over the plateau and like I kind of just turned and I saw these like the dog t-rexes and like the bird people and everything and I was like and just like as far as I could see and I was like oh my god like the whole place I was in was just like one area (laughs) and then I was like (laughs) Then it kind of, like, hit me. I was like, holy shit, this game is, yeah. like, a lot in it. Wow. Um, and I could, like, see in the distance, you know? Like, um, I remember seeing what I thought looked like a little town in the distance, which was, like, but obviously just, like, broken down shacks. But, like, I was like, oh, man, I want to get there. You know, I had that feeling. Like, I want to see what's there. Um, what's there was, like, a, a blob thing with spikes in it, but whatever. <laughs> I think I know. It's, like, the red one, right? 
the big red yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lame. Yeah, I, I um I remember telling you when I was when I was playing it mm -hmm. that uh I was so shocked at how big it was cuz I my brain was uh attached to the this idea that Miyazaki had previously stated that the game was like 30 hours or you could beat it or like people mainlining it could beat it in 30 hours. Mm -hmm. So I was still attached to that idea. And I thought when I had played the uh, closed network test um, last year that I had experienced almost all Limgrave had to offer, and I didn't even I didn't even touch a fifth of it in that that closed network test. And like it took me 20 hours just to get through all Limgrave, um, which was already so close to what Miyazaki claimed was the the allotted runtime. Oh, and I geez. there were so there's so many other regions. I will say, on the Breath of the Wild moment thing, I didn't think I don't think I had that. Even though, weirdly, I have it while replaying it. Like, so I'm, like, playing with a friend, and I'm now being like, wow, this world's huge. Um, but when I when I played it, I didn't have that, and I think, I think that largely has to do with the way the terrain is structured. Because Breath of the Wild is very intentionally, like, this giant oval of a map. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, you're in one spot, and you just, every direction you look, there's just endless. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it does not end. Whereas, thank, this game is, like, Although obviously you can go whatever direction you want, there's a path. Like there's like a there's an arc in the world. You know, you go yeah. this way and then this way and then this way. The only mm -hmm. thing is like you can go off to the right to go to Kalid, but once but like once you do Kalid, you are still going that linear path. It's still mm -hmm. structured than is the way Soulsborne is. Except for instead of uh like I always it's these giant open areas. So I didn't have that Breath of the Wild moment. Uh but I think the closest was when you get past Stormvale and you see the lake definitely the closest for me yeah that was, was like, wow that was gorgeous when you see the lake yeah. for the first time but yeah um i yeah i don't know i i think that this game like we've talked about a lot like um has had like a lot of influence from like um both obviously both dark souls and like you know bloodborne and and there's even i, I can even see elements of of sekiro in here a little bit from like those those like stealth death blows <laughs> <laughs> they, I, can, I can even I think I even use the same sound font or whatever like the yeah the, the jumping the verticality yeah yeah the yeah. way you can explore levels now is so different it's it's mm -hmm. it's it's so interesting because in the rest of the series even though there are ways you can explore the levels sometimes in unique ways um this game takes those legacy dungeons, those like yeah. closed off castles. You enter Stormvale and you realize you can just jump off the railing. And when you do, you're now on a whole different path. Yeah. Or you could try and like parkour your way up some like dilapidated bricks. And once you do, you can go on a whole other subset. There are parts of the game that I still don't know how to get to. I never got there. There's a place in the academy that I spent like an hour or two trying to, like I saw an item, I saw the ladder and I saw it just like led all the way down. I, cir and cir I circled the academy like a hundred times looking for a way to get there. I could never figure it out. Um, there's just so many ways you can explore a level now. Mm -hmm. Whereas other games, it's very much like, here's your path. There are like some, some branch offs, but when there is a, it's so interesting because when there is a branch off in Souls, a Dark Souls or Bloodborne, you if you note it as a branch off, it's like oh this is the branching path that leads me somewhere else. Whereas in Elden Ring, mm -hmm. there's it's just the whole area, every single like legacy dungeon is always open. It feels like every path you go is different. Um, it never felt like I could never almost never gauge which way was the right way. Yeah, I, it's it just feels like everything. Well, because yeah, there there is no, there is no right way, and that's yeah, and that that's one of those things that like especially in the dungeons when you can like jump on roofs and there's like 
five different ways to get around something it's like that's starting to tickle my dishonored senses a little bit yeah <laughs> you know so patrick i'm curious how like you approached um this this game like having literally no like knowledge basically of how these games work like what did what were you trying to like level up first like what was your instinct and everything and like how to how to fight oh that's probably all wrong um i the process for for exploration i was just treating it like breath of the wild honestly where i was just going kind of aimlessly mm -hmm. and then when, when i'm trying to think of the first kind of enemies i came across that i actually kind of was very trepidatious about were all the knights surrounding not actually in the gate for the Stormville Gate, but the knights in that little town outside mm -hmm. where you get the first map stone for Limgrave. Mm -hmm. And uh, honestly, it was just like, I think maybe because I had heard everything wants to try and kill you, I was just extremely apprehensive about everything. Like I try and kite, why try and like bait one of them out and kite them to me as much as possible mm -hmm. and just try and fight one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I started with the Vagabond because I had heard the Vagabond has a 100% uh, physical protect shield. And I was like, okay, cool. So I can hide behind that. That'll block everything. I mean, I kind of naively thought that, but that'll block everything. I'll just hide behind that. So mostly what I did was just I put the shield up where they'd swing and block it, and then I would counterattack back or just attack back as best as I could. And mm -hmm. then I started trying to roll a little bit. And then once I started the hang of rolling down more and more, I was like, okay, I don't I'd actually rather not use the shield and try and do more damage. Mm -hmm. And then. So within the beginning, I was focusing very much on, I was building up my strength and dexterity a lot. That's what my shield, my sword was based on. And then I realized later on that I wanted to try and mess it, like work some spell casting in. But at that point I was already level like 35. So now I'm like trying to wildly course correct for putting like mm -hmm. way too many points into strength. I don't know. It's fine. My character builds an absolute mess. It's like, I'm not <laughs> yeah. Jack of all trades, master of none, where I'm like kind of <laughs> right. my skills out. I'm not good at, and I'm not proficient in any one skill, which is, it's a mess, but I mean, whatever. I'm still having fun though. That's the thing. Like yeah. I'm yeah. something to something that's difficult. I'll go, okay, I'll turn around and walk the other way and go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I've never really hit a major wall yet still. Yeah, that's great. Like I, I legitimately didn't hit like a wall until I got to Renala yesterday. So like, um, and even that wasn't, I don't even know if I would call that a wall. Like that was just. I was very tired and I basically kept running and making stupid mistakes over and over again, you know, and like kept getting aggravated. And I was like, I know I can do this. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm fairly close to doing it. I have the physical capability. I just like keep getting hit by like the chandelier over and over again. Hmm. Um, but I think being connected to a community like you guys honestly helped tremendously. Yeah, for sure. I would not have I figured can't out. Imagine, like, like someone, if it, was, if it was Mia and if it was basically myself, but not connected to this community, my experience with this game would be way different for sure. I'd be going in to yeah. totally blind, not knowing what I'm in for in any capacity and just getting totally stopped. I'm sure it'd be way rougher, but knowing that like everything tries to kill you, be cautious, knowing that, hey, if something is too hard, you can turn around and go the other direction. Like having all that told to me in advance mm -hmm. helped so much. And mm -hmm. yeah, it definitely. And like, it, it, I think this game in a way, like, feels like even if you play this on your own like it's like a the, the experience of playing this game is like a multiplayer thing almost even if you did play the whole thing solo like i've always said that about pokemon because like even if you play a pokemon game on your own like the the quintessential experience of it is still like a multiplayer thing like talking about it with your friends or with people like at school or whatever you know just like i found this dumb thing it's made of keys or whatever you know and it's like uh, I don't know. I, I feel kind of the same about this game. Like it feels like it's a, 
an intensely like sort of like interpersonal experience like I want to talk about it with other people pretty much all the time and they seem to want to do the same thing <laughs> so like um yeah I, I I totally agree like I I also probably would not have bought this game if Momo had not sold me on it so effectively that was a good review I would not have bought it at launch at least because yeah in the middle of for sure Horizon. I was like I gotta finish yes, Horizon first I was thinking the same thing or something like that but then having everyone bombard me and being like, no, you got to play. It's like social and see you guys all talk about it. I was like, all right, I want, I want to be in on this. I'm so <laughs> glad I want, I did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm so shocked at like how, how like friendly it is because like, I do think that they, cause I think a lot of people have been saying like, you know, oh, this is the, especially some like souls veterans have been saying like, this is the hardest game they've ever made. And like, I think if you try to play it like Dark Souls, then yeah, it is going to be the hardest game that's that they've ever made. But it also really does give you the capability to like essentially choose your own difficulty by like mm -hmm. you know making yourself more powerful. Like Momo, I think you said you like crippled yourself a few times when you're playing your initial playthrough to kind of make it more challenging. Yeah. So uh, at some point it got because of how much there is the game at some point the game balances itself around the idea that you're not exploring everything and you're not fighting everything right because most people everything. won't do that right well most people won't do that and they don't yeah, want to they don't want to screw those players over uh i'd mm -hmm. say like the second and third area um was mostly me intentionally using weaker weapons uh just so i could feel like hey i kind of i want this to still be challenging um and i didn't really mind that um, but I feel kind of dumb doing that mostly because I got slapped in the face so hard later on because the, the, the difficulty spike is absurd. The, like yeah. the finale of this game, oh my God. This, game, this, game's this game's finale is the hardest in the series by yeah. a, good, a good margin. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's even absurd. with, even with the thing, the steps that I took to make yeah. sure that it wouldn't be harder. It, it mattered, it definitely helped in the long run, but it's not like, like everyone I think has heard about like the mimic and stuff yeah. yeah, and how that can basically, it can basically, it's a big help. I'll just say that. Um, not even that is like an instant win or anything like that during that final stretch. Like once I hit like the big, the big plot event with the like tree and stuff and I just the bosses that followed that, I was like messaging my friend joe in the server uh, crimson 2877 mm -hmm. um i'm just like dude i don't know if i can do this anymore i might just have to hang it up here and then i would try one more time and i'd be fine and it's like i think i just needed to step away for a second but like it there there are some like moments that get insane near the end but yeah i think if you guys do what you're doing now and just like grind and explore and it won't mm -hmm. be nearly as bad. I kind of bum rushed the end too, which probably was not a good idea, but yeah, I think, yeah, I... sorry, go. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to start a new thing. So, okay. Uh, I think the thing with that is like, I, I left no rock unturned. Like I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I did not, I did not miss anything. At least I don't think I did. I, I tried to find as much as possible. I was so thorough, absurdly thorough. Uh, to the point where my playtime is inflated more than I think anyone else in the server right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah I... And even then, at the end, at that final stretch, the fat last two areas of the game, oh my god, yeah. unbelievably hard. Like I... there was, there's one boss that I I remember uh, yelling about. It. it took me like four or five hours over the course of a hundred tries. Well, um, I tried just... that boss, by the way. And uh... oh, did 
she owned me so hard that I just like shut the game off. I was just like, <laughs> I think I'm good. I'm gonna probably try again because I think I'm addicted because I'm okay. having like withdrawal symptoms when I'm playing Otogi and so I'm you like, you beat the game, right? Yeah, seventy hours okay. is when I cleared. Okay. Um, and okay. I had hit credits first, and I was like, I'm gonna try that boss everybody's talking about, and uh, then I stopped trying after a couple times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that boss destroyed me. I think one thing that really helped with that boss though was that, although that area is super frustrating, it there's so many enemies in that area that made me really mad, and the, oh the my design God, yeah. is so frustrating. Yeah, the the fact that the whole game is pretty chill up until that point really helped because I yeah. think like it's about your will, and if my will is broken when I get to the hardest boss in the game, <laughs> I'm gonna just completely break. Uh, yeah. Because I was like so like my I I had a pretty strong fortitude up to that point. Yeah, the bosses before that boss are fine. Like they're not they're not super hard. Um, but then I was completely taken aback by how <laughs> how much they just turn. And there's one the semifinal boss as well. Um, mm -hmm. is very evil. Very. very oh my evil. god! Yeah, I like I was feeling electric after hitting credits and stuff. I was like, I did it! I'm unstoppable. Yeah. I'm gonna take on those optional bosses now. And then very quickly, I was humbled. <laughs> <laughs> That the, I remember that that sensation happened to me with uh, God of War because I like finished the game and I was like I'm unstoppable and I went to do one of the Valkyries and just got my oh, ass handed God. to me. <laughs> yeah, that, the the Valkyrie Queen is is like one of the hardest bosses I've ever fought. Yeah, um, I, I think you were also playing on the hardest difficulty. Yes, though. yeah, you of were course. also playing well, on that. I think even on, I think to be fair though I think even on normal no like, even on normal player that Valkyrie still is like see ridiculously that as, like, one hard of like one of the hardest bosses fought, I've yeah. ever fought yeah yeah like, it, it was um, a hard fight but it was very satisfying to finish yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to play God of War now Damn <laughs> yeah you probably should dude it's, that's very enticing it's been out for a little while <laughs> yeah play it if you play it Josh if you beat it on the hardest difficulty I you will, won't. I, that's not an insult. Like it's yeah, just like no, it took me three years. Uh, <laughs> I was very, I was very excited when I finally beat it. It's a nightmare. Oh, did you ever actually finish the yes. final Valkyrie on on God of War? Yeah, yeah. I finished. I finished oh, it all. Okay. I even. I. It's so funny. They give you like a in game. They give you a shield. They give you two shields for beating the game on the hardest difficulty. I was very happy about that. Oh, but yeah, funny. I. I really wish they had a trophy or something because I would have. That would have been such. That would have been like my Ooh, my golden nice. yeah. my, my golden my golden ticket right there. As long as it's like a separate trophy that doesn't affect the platinum. But... Yeah, exactly. I would have. That's <laughs> that's what I hope they do with Ragnarok, where it's just like same exact thing, but it's yeah. just it's because they did that with Astro's Playroom. They have the platinum trophies and then they have like the the separate oh, the speed, the speed run ones. Below yeah, the speed run yeah. ones. Yeah, that's the way to do it. They should do that. That's the way to do it. That's cool. Sure. Um. So yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say like I liked how I like how aimless this game is, and I know it doesn't work for everybody, but like, you know, Breath of the Wild is like one of my favorite games of all time, and like, I think the like we were talking about earlier today, like the Bethesda games kind of follow a similar path to a lesser extent, but like, in you know in Skyrim or like in any of the Fallout games, like the second you walk out into the world, you can go anywhere, and the story will basically bend around wherever you go to make it make sense like which i i love that and like i think the way they compensate for that in breath of the wild is that there's just not much of a story which is fine i think it worked fine for that game to not have too intense of a story really but like in in games like um like skyrim for example like 
if you come out of the um, the the tutorial part with the dragon and everything, you come out of the the dungeon. Uh, they tell you where to go. They tell you, oh, there's a my I, my uncle has a shop down in like um what is it? What is the river town called? What who knows? Who cares? There's a town by the river, and they tell you go down this path. But you also can go to any of the cities in the entire world and do basically the, the the story changes and it's like okay so you actually like found out that the dragons have returned and your character went chose to go to uh this kingdom instead like to windhelm and let that you all know first and it's like oh wow like i'm i'm surprised like you came here but like now the story is changing to fix to fit the this narrative that like you are um you know you've come to the Jarl of windhelm first and then in Whiterun, if you go there later, who's normally the first guy you meet, they're like, you know, a little more hostile towards you because they don't know you and stuff like that, etc. What I'm kind of getting at... Horizon actually does, Forbidden West actually does a really good job of that. Oh, really? The, okay. Yeah, like, and it, it's, it's it's like the, the details are like, my, like minute enough where you can go to a location, like I just find some like random like fort or something like that. And like an hour later, I'll go to the story and someone will mention that fort and Aloy actually has a recorded voice line. She goes, "Oh, I saw that earlier. I was just over there. I didn't. I didn't see anyone there that that you're looking for." And it, yeah, and it yeah, to I get that. Order of operations for quests, and they have a ton of extra recorded dialogue depending on what you have or haven't done before certain yeah. quests in Horizon Forbidden cool. West. So, to a degree that I've never seen in a game before. Yeah, uh, I remember Horizon Zero Dawn did something like that, where if mm-hmm. you play the if you play the DLC before finishing the game, the whole finale's dialogue will change. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So there's yeah. actually a hidden thing in uh, Fallout 4 I don't think they told anybody about where if you do the um, the Nuka World quest and you become the raider overboss and you create a raider army, but you do it before you do the main story, you can actually come... There's actually an entire new main story for the entire rest of the mm-hmm. game where you can come back to the Commonwealth with the raider army and raise the entire world. You can destroy and kill everybody and destroy each settlement like one by one and then basically stand over the rubble and like declare the end of the world and that can be your ending dude what yeah wow like a lot of people don't know that <laughs> like because like if you go and especially this is really interesting if you go to t- go to the go to nuka world like if you never talk to preston at the beginning about the Minutemen, and you just go past him and you get to, to nuka world and you become the raider overboss and come back like Preston has like hours and hours of new dialogue of like you being his sworn enemy and the two of you like having to fight to kill each other, leading like opposing armies against each other. It's so that fascinating. Really um, cool. Anyway, but what I was gonna get at for this game is that like Elden Ring kind of skirts around that and does the same thing without putting in uh, the same kind of legwork because like so much of the the story is like environmental in nature and it and it works like really well for this kind of game like. And I think Zelda also benefited from that too. But like, I mean, I think that the um, I think I saw some memes of this too. Of like, in Elden Ring, like right when you walk out of the of the front gate, there's just like a prompt that says "Destroy Ganon." Like, <laughs> which is that's like exactly how I felt. I was like, because yeah. like basically the the thing is like you walk out of that gate and it's like gather the fragments of the Elden Ring, and it, that's it. Like you don't get any more help, yeah. you know. And it's like, I love that. I just felt like yeah. so, like it, it didn't feel aimless to me. It felt like I can like I literally get to choose my own path because there there have to be like so many different ways to do this. Like I I'm so excited to 
see what my path is and figure out what my story is because my story is not going to be like anyone else's who plays this game which is yeah. i love so much um yeah it's not aimless freedom yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's liberation you're liberated yeah. um that's kind of what i was getting was about to say what i really appreciate about this game which not even breath of the wild did was that there are no side quests mm -hmm. um there are no there are no objectives you know there's nothing mm -hmm. told to you you're not you're not informed of anything you have to do and even when you're told through dialogue it's not actually there's no there's no nudge there's no really no nudging um yeah it's, it's which it's, i really love because it makes like it's it got to the point where i realized that every side quest that i would do was my own like if i mark something on the map because i want to explore that later or if i found a locked door and i wanted to go back to it or if I saw a little part of the map, like there's this section of Kalid where you see something and you just genuinely don't know how to get there. I spent like an hour trying to figure out how to get there. I ended up getting there later, but it was just like, that is a quest that I want to figure out in the future, which no other open world game like successfully accomplishes. Like, and I had to keep notes. Like I had to open my notepad on my phone and write all these little things down of like where I needed to go and what I needed to do. And even after I beat the game, my notepad was like sprawling with stuff. Um, and even just just now, I'm starting to see it dwindle that that notepad. Um, yeah, like. But it's just yeah. I I can't think of another open world game that really does that. Like, cause it it's not even that it's like, it's not even that it's like eradicated the idea of quests. It's just that like, it is it is reduced them to their most simplest form, their their like simplest form, and been like, all the other stuff that you thought video game quests needed was extraneous the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> I saw someone else say something that it's like, in, a, in most video games, the entire story revolves around you, and you are the one pushing the forward, pushing the story forward. And in Elden Ring, the story is just happening. Yeah, you're a character yeah. in that world, but the story is just happening, and whether or not you want to participate in the story is entirely on you. So if you want to like help rescue this cat, like protect this castle or whatever, you can do that, but you could also just not and not interact with any of those characters mm -hmm. and they'll still do their thing really so like you can have as much or as little story as you want mm -hmm. yeah so I that fully understand that at first yeah so like i meet characters in the world and i kind of thought the story was just nonsense so i met some guy in a bush talking to me he was like yelling some crazy stuff at me and i was like okay uh... bye and i just left <laughs> And then the problem is, like, hours later, I heard from other people being like, oh, yeah, I'm taking notes. Like, anytime someone mentions anything, you write it down. And I was like, oh, I have not been doing that. <laughs> I, I, so I didn't either. No, I didn't. <laughs> I don't remember anything that I've been told. So now I'm wondering how many different, like, side things I've missed because I just forgot. Yeah, but it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, there's no there's no quest to, like, check off on a, on a, on a list, though. You know, it's, like... Mm -hmm. Oh, I did every quest. That doesn't mean anything in this game. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, that that's one of those things, because that has gotten gotten me before. Like, I remember Fallout 3 specifically, when I finished the game, I pulled up a, a, a guide, and I was like, I want to do every quest in this game. So I just looked at a list of them, and it's like, all right, let me go here, do this one, here, this one. That's not something you're going to, like, do with this game. You know what I mean? Like, it's either going to happen organically, or it's just not. And I think that's really cool, and I think it also does allow for a lot of room in freedom for like future playthroughs too there's a new game plus right yeah there are there are like as many as you want okay nice. oh cool. i didn't know that um does it does it does it scale the enemies at all yes they okay. oh yeah jesus so, so the thing with new game plus with souls is that uh not I'm only are the 
Sure. No, not only are the enemies Okay. Not only are the enemies skilled up, but the uh your stats get capped at some point. So the game just gets harder and you stay weaker. So uh, if you ever want to do new game plus, you're kind of you will you will find yourself in a tough spot. That is why I'm keeping my game at standard before the DLC comes out because I do not want to play that DLC on new game plus. Yes. Because I will die every time. These games are notorious for the DLC being the hardest part. Always, I tried to do not ready. I tried to do the old hunters on like a new game plus three guy because oh he was my gosh. like the character I loved and I put so much time into. I'm like, oh duh, I'm gonna do the DLC with this guy and I, no, I got to Ludwig. And yeah, it was Ludwig. Like the worst. Uh, I've heard Ludwig on new game plus for people was not good. Like people just I, could not handle it. I never got filtered like faster in my life, and I was like, <laughs> you know what? I like this game. I have. A lot of free time right now. I'm just gonna start a whole new character and just work it up to the DLC, and then then it was still tough because it's the DLC. But yeah, yeah, that was that was rough. Yeah. Has this ever happened to you? Oh come on! What's happening to my ping? Are you winning, son? Shut up, mom. I'm trying to play the hit MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV, now available with the free demo up to level 60. I'm doing a raid with the lads, but my connection's getting throttled. Oh yeah, the ISP does that when you use too much data in one month, no matter what plan you have. What? But I've barely played this month. I may or may not have been wrecking noobs in Apex every night for six to eight hours with the squad. Most of those noobs are 14-year-old children. You're a grown woman. Whatever. Either way, we're getting like three megabytes down. Ah, gamer rage. What are we gonna do? There is a solution. And that solution is NordVPN. What's that? Is that another DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Stop making them. That game's too long as it is. Nope. NordVPN protects your data so that you can't be tracked by anyone not even your internet service provider. And it's the fastest VPN on the planet. That means that no matter how much data you use, your ISP won't throttle your bandwidth. And it protects you from DDoS attacks too, so you can dab on the haters while they miss you with that shit. NordVPN works with Mac, Linux, Windows, iOS, and Android right out the box. And you can even hook it to your router to cover you while playing on Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch. Plus, your Wi-Fi networks will be protected from outside attacks, so Waluigi Buttmuncher69, the bastard, won't be able to hack your router to stop you from reaching Diamond. If you follow the link in the description, you'll get a special deal for gamers only that gets you two years of NordVPN for 70% off to celebrate their 10th birthday. So stop fighting your own ping and start fighting the red team. Wow, we're saved and for such a reasonable price. Now I can invade my idiot friends in Elden Ring for hours on end. Thanks, Mom, and mysterious announcer man. Don't mention it. Have fun gaming safely with NordVPN. Yeah, on the topic of like how the game, uh, how you can make your own story, I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm, I think, I think you can get to the tree with only killing two bosses. Yeah, I think there are only, only two mandatory bosses you need mm -hmm. to kill, get to the tree. Um, just two great runes, I think. You just need to kill uh, like two. Or... I don't even think so. I think oh, you really? Only, I think you only need... Oh I don't want to say the names. 
Because yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of the bosses you need to get there, not necessarily to proceed past yeah. that. Because I'm not sure what you need to proceed past that. Yeah. Is it? Is it the? I think you could skip Stormvale together altogether, right? Oh yeah, as you can. Stormvale is really easy to skip. Mm -hmm. The academy yep. is easy to skip. You can just go past them all. Mm, okay. Uh, How do you skip Stormvale? Uh, so there is a path on With the skill. side of the cliff that you can sort of just completely walk around. go around, yeah. walk around. Mm -hmm. So, so on the, the first time I. Uh, I think it's on the right side. I think it's east. I could be wrong. I don't remember. I think it's oh. on the cliff side, right? It's on the side facing the water. Is that right? Well, both sides are facing the water, so I don't know. I guess so. I, <laughs> it, I guess I don't know if it's facing internally or externally. But yeah, you can. So the first time I played, I uh, I saw some old lady who was like, uh, "You can. Oh, look, the bridge is broken, but uh, who cares? You can go through Stormvale." But, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to look around more. And I somehow found this path that let me completely bypass it. And I got to the lake, and I was overlooking the lake. And I, I took the grace point there, and I was past the, the castle already. And I was like, what the hell? I saw that. I've seen that old lady before. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And I've jumped around that area before, but I didn't know I could go anywhere, so I just left. Oh, I, I could be wrong, but it, it might be on the west. It might be on the west side, maybe. But there is definitely. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the east side, except where the it, there's a broken bridge, all like just east of. I yes. Know exactly what you're about. Yes, yeah. but I'm not sure where the path is. I'm not sure where the oh, secret path is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and you can and the the academy, you can just go past it, and then, um, in the lake, the grand lift is what blocks you, but. There is also a path through there, a secret path to get to the third area. And then I'm not sure if there is a way to get through the tree easily. Because do, do you, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. But you can get to the tree. Also, another thing I love is that that tree is always in your view. Um, yes. this, that is the goal. That is your objective. It's huge. It's so massive. It's yeah. overlooking you. That All is... those messages at the beginning where it's just like, look up. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. So, like, yeah, on the, on the, like, natural waypoints one thing that like i think is not i think is understated almost about about new vegas and like how intelligent that map design is and in, in fallout new vegas is that right from the start the first day that you are in good springs if you just you follow the first prompt is to tell you to walk up to the graveyard which is on a cliff there and from there you can see the lucky 38 tower mm -hmm. in the center of new vegas and you can see it from anywhere on the map at any time and at night it lights up like neon my cat is biting me <laughs> yeah new, new vegas no don't hold talk on. about new vegas i want to play gonna, it again hold on i'm gonna, well, I'm I'm gonna get my, my cat my spell of cat protection which, which is a water bottle my my naive brain and i don't know when fallout 3 came out and when fallout new vegas came out but i finished i 100 of fallout 3 all the dlc everything like that and then when new vegas said i was like it just looks like more Fallout 3. I don't need to play this. And then everyone since then has been like, it's the best Fallout game. I was like, crap. That one has yeah. held up immaculately, too. I, I, like, replayed it a couple I years think ago. Both, and it was just... I, think, I think both of them hold up extremely well. Just I like, like yeah, yeah, I like 3, too. New, yeah, New, New Vegas is just, like, a better game. But, <laughs> um, but like, um, yeah, anyway, not to get, like, too off-topic. But, like, yeah, I, I loved that, that idea of, like, no matter because it took me day like you know like five or six in-game days basically to get to new vegas which i not even by by quest really but just like was somewhere i knew i needed to go because there was this big fucking like beacon there and i was like i have to see what's there like that that's got to be something right and um yeah i don't know i, I love that idea um Z and zelda even does sort of a similar thing because it starts you off right away and you can see the castle like 
Ganon is there and you can run directly to it. Like I would love if in Elden Ring like you could like get directly there without doing anything else to the to the tree. That'd be hilarious. I mean, yeah, I, I, I haven't watched the speedrunners yet, but what are they doing? Like, I think they're just run. I think they're just running, running through it. Yeah. Because like you can, you can, you can get past Stormville, you can get past the academy, you can get up through mm -hmm. Atlas Plateau. Um, I don't know what they do with the tree. Not sure about that because it's because remember. because I beat all the bosses up to that point. I wasn't sure what the requirements were for that part of the game, so I'm not sure. But um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, about getting to the tree before doing anything like you know so you know like in zelda like you can famously just get off the plateau and go straight to ganon like with no oh, right. clothes and fight him with the broom. like you said like you said i was just gonna say uh the castle is so like i love the, the way the cat they handle the the castle in breath of the wild because i put like 50 hours in that game i haven't even beaten it and i've never even got i've never even come close like i've never bothered because like it's so ominous and threatening like I know it's it's so so uh, well designed because you can get right there. It's right in front of you. I've had such a clear path there so many times, and I've just kind of said, no, 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 no I'm no. not doing <laughs> that right now. It's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, you should you you should keep playing that. The inside of yeah. the castle is like fucking scary. It's like bloodborne oh in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird too. Like they let they really let yeah. like it, they really let it feel demonic in there. Yeah, I mean that the sec the sequel's first trailer was terrifying. Like yeah. it actually. Yeah, there's some genuinely ominous. Oh, I hope they. I I really hope they they lean into it. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah but... just like, I think, I think like you said, understated, underrated. The idea that what you're being guided to is naturally embedded within the world. That feeling of of having of knowing where you're supposed to go just from how the game is designed, even mm -hmm. if it's like a naturally um, naturally implemented waypoint system like Ghost of Tsushima or. Uh, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, where like your sword, you have to find yeah, the light, like and if that. you're within a forest thicket, like you know, you can't find where you're supposed to go, and you see that little uh, ray of sunshine, and you can go to it, and you place your sword in the sky, and it leads you to where you need to go. Like just mm -hmm. stuff like that is so powerful, um, and I think I think the worst thing any open world game can do is is make you feel like you're doing a series of chores, but whenever they introduce these little things, mm -hmm. um, that connect me to the world in other ways other than just go here because of the magical glowing uh gps marker mm -hmm. in this 18th century fantasy game it's like what the hell okay it, let me say something coming off of horizon is a trip yeah that is. Is, it's literally exactly that it's night right. and day all right let me say something that maybe the first person in the last five uh last or whatever last like two weeks to to speak something positive about assassin's creed um but <laughs> In, in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, there is a. Did anyone else play that? Is it just me? Okay. Only yeah, a little bit. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I, okay. Quick plug. I do think Valhalla is the best version of the new trilogy. Like, I think it's a more refined version of Origins and Odyssey. But also, if you don't like those games and what they do, it is the same game again. Just a more like a more streamlined. Hours. Isn't something crazy like that? I can't. It's minimum fifty-five hours if you mainline it. Ooh. I can't play games like that. I'm incapable it's, of playing games mainline. It sucks because the first ten hours are like fucking amazing, and the last ten hours are amazing, and everything in between sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, not a good plug for the game. My plug for the game <laughs> was that it does You're actually. Like, I'm gonna be the first person to be the first say something positive. positive. It sucks. <laughs> Thirty you hours. Just, you just chat on it. <laughs> okay, so no, an actually really cool thing they did in Valhalla that they didn't do in the previous two is that. 
whenever somebody tells you like, hey, you need to get to this place, they don't tell you like where it is. They say like, there's a bunch of cliffs over to the south. It's like a little bit east of this town. There, It's north of this river. Um, there's a guy there that you need to talk to. He's got brown hair. He's wearing a hat. And that's it. Like, you don't get a marker or anything anymore. Like, you just have to look on your map and, like, really zoom in on it and be like, is it, like, around here? And you, like, pinpoint a location and then, like, try to make your way there and feel it out. Um, I, cool. I really liked that. That was a good, yeah. that was a good upgrade. The, the, it's also, so, I, so obviously we just, we all are playing Elden Ring right now. I beat Elden Ring a week or so ago and I started Ghostwire Tokyo. And mm -hmm. it has that where it's, like, you enter, you enter a new area and it's just... Literally, as soon as you do like the tower, Ubisoft tower thing, it just lights up with side quest markers. And it's just like, boop, boop. And it's not just on your map, it's like on your screen. So it's just like, boop, come here to these side uh. quests. And it's just like, it's so funny because it's, I didn't realize how sick of that I was until yeah. I played Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, I it was just don't. so ingrained into my blood of like, this is normal. This is what open world are. And then I'm playing Elden Ring and I've just been so refreshed by it. And then I go back. I go back to a game that's just sort of like generic open world style, and it's just like, oh yeah, this is how it is. <laughs> this is just the norm. This yeah. is the norm. I think Jeff Grubb had a good analogy. I think I think it was him on Twitter who said it's an open world game versus a map game. Yeah. And like Breath, Breath of yeah. the Wild, Breath of the Wild, Elden Ring, and like Red Dead Two and Skyrim. Those yeah. are like, those are true open world games. And then all the Ubisoft games, Horizon, etc. Those are map games. Yeah, I, I agree because I mean it is one waypoint to the other, and it's like yeah. I, I I agree, and like I was, I mean you you guys know like I was so fucking hyped for Horizon because I loved the first game. I was like this was one of my I? most hyped games, and like I think I've put about ten hours into it, and I haven't touched it in like a week because I'm just playing Elden Ring, and like I was so much more excited for Horizon than I was for this game, and. I feel almost kind of bad because, like, I mean, like, we all know that, like, what, uh, fucking Horizon 3 is going to come out one week before Elder Scrolls 6 and just, like, yeah. <laughs> some earth shattering open world yeah, experience. Well, 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 at it. least, you know what? At least if we know that, if we see the release dates of, like, Horizon 3 or whatever it's called with Elder Scrolls 6, we know Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be yeah. a banger. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a 98 on yes. Metacritic. We are, it's like, as soon as we see that, we're like, oh, thank God, it's finally happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, side like, note. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, but I actually powered through Horizon. I'm stubborn as heck, and I was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, I... <laughs> Have you every, beaten it? Every, I was trying to bounce, bounce between the two of them, mm -hmm. but then every hour I spent in Elden Ring, I'd spend an hour or two in Horizon, and it just made Horizon even worse. By I know, man. I like, there's. So I just like don't. I don't look. This game, Horizon Forbidden West, is better than the first game by every conceivable metric. I can't think of a single thing that's better about the first game than the second. But like, man, I'm enjoying it so much less on like an astronomical level. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to describe, and I think I just like. It feels like everybody just collectively hit their breaking point on like these map games at the same time yeah, at a bad really time for like, this game. It felt like a tipping point, yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is probably one of the best iterations of what you can do with this style of game, but it's just like, we're tired of it. And like, mm -hmm. I think that there's more stuff coming, I'm sure, that's going to be influenced by, you know, like Breath of the Wild, especially since that's five years old now. And like, you know, of course, things get that are that are still in early stages are going to be influenced by Elden Ring right now. Like, um, yeah, I like, mean, I, I yeah. wanted to sound the group chat, but um, like, obviously, Elden Ring is, I think, fifth uh, most played concurrent player, most concurrent players on Steam. 
I think it might be fifth I or sixth. I think six. it's um, I think it might be like higher than that actually, but I'll yeah, okay. I can check it out. Keep talking. Yeah, you can check it real quick. But yeah, it was it's like fifth or sixth. But not only is it that, but it's the it's like in the context of a full price game, like especially AAA full priced game, it is number one. Like everything above it, it was a free to play game, and but the only other thing that doesn't count is PUBG, which is like thirty dollars, I think. It was but not full price. Yeah. It was like twenty dollars. No. Not full price. The fact that like Elden Ring, this sixty dollar game, is at its peak, the most successful game on Steam as far as concurrent players goes for a sixty dollar game is like it means so much more than just success or from software. It means that everyone's going to be looking at this and going and analyzing it in their business meetings. There's so many companies yeah. that have yeah. held these meetings already just in the first two weeks of Elden Ring's launch and have just have like had to figure out what their plan is now. Yeah, it is. It's like, number six. It peaked at 953,000 concurrent players on Steam. That's awesome. And for something that's primarily like solo, like a solo experience. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's yeah. like it's also single player. Like I know Cyberpunk was was the big thing before this, and like, mm-hmm. um, I think it was yeah. Cyberpunk's still in the top ten there, but like, um, it's been a it's it's crazy to see how like because I don't know if anyone was around like, of course you were like you remember like when Fallout Four came out, it was like a monumental release. Like that was a huge ass game, mm-hmm. and it was huge when it launched, and it had like. I think it had the highest um, number of concurrent players for a single-player game, and that was like four hundred thousand at the time. And then, mm-hmm. like, just compare that to to Elden Ring now launching with getting nine hundred thousand concurrent players on on a launch night for a single-player game. It's yeah. unbelievable. In spite <laughs> of the performance, too. Yeah, the PC performance yeah. has been kind of shoddy from what yeah, I've heard. It but... has. So yeah, I've been playing like... on PC also, and like, um, it has gotten better. Um, oh nice yeah so when i was out of town i was out of town last weekend and when i came back from out of town it's better it's not perfect it is still stuttering a good bit here and there but it's like patches of stuttering it's like this Mm. one area will be stuttery for like 20 seconds but it's happening maybe once every two or three hours you know what i mean so it's like it's nothing it's it's really nothing at this point but before man when this the (laughs) like the first week of this was like the day miserable. one patch broke it like like yeah, I, it I i was playing prior day one patch um and it, it like the performance was a bit spotty but that was mostly because of my gpu um and then the day one patch hit and it was so much worse i don't know what the hell they did definitely definitely Ooh. clicked something wrong did you guys know that game have a nice death came out no like, that roguelike oh, game from the game Reaper awards one. yeah no. <laughs> it came out three days ago Wow. Everyone's Elden Ring brain still. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I literally, I've been playing like three other games right now. Still, all I'm thinking about is Elden Ring. When I'm yep. not playing those games, I'm just sitting here like, man, Elden Ring. Like, wow. I wonder if we should try that boss <laughs> again. Oh, Elden <laughs> Ring. That's like every time. But yeah, is it didn't didn't Cyberpunk like break records as like the best selling something? What was yeah, it? it was the it was the most pre ordered game. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, they. I doubt this. I doubt this broke it because Cyberpunk or it was, had. It was the. It was like the most sales of a game, like on the first week or the first day, right? Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, what, uh, the, like the point you made about Fallout is that prior, like very shortly before Cyberpunk's release, uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands broke that very record. Yeah, the I remember most that. Sales, I remember that. the most sales of a game, uh, at day one launch, and then Cyberpunk immediately broke it. I'm sure Elden Ring also probably broke it, considering its concurrent players are more. Yeah. Uh, and then Cyberpunk. So it's so interesting to note this uh, increase, this consistent increase of like single player. Well, not WoW, obviously, but single player huge AAA games that are just 
killing it financially, uh, especially after, obviously everyone talks about this, but like a, just five or so years after EA said that single player games were dead. Um, <laughs> it's so interesting to note like how successful these games are. Yeah. Then even like five years prior to that, how you'd hear analysts being like, gaming is switching to mobile gaming, no mm -hmm. more next-gen consoles, it's all mobile gaming now, and gaming's bigger than it's ever been. Yeah. Yeah, and this it, launch of Elden Ring is so monumental. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's it's been proven over and over again that these those two things can coexist and both have markets that sometimes overlap and sometimes are different, and that's fine. Like, yeah, you you are going to make a lot more money um, if you for less work, basically, if you, like, shit out a mobile game with tr microtransactions. But, like, you don't have to do that to make money. You know what I mean? Like, you can still make the thing that you want to make. You can still make the art that you want to make, and, and it can be profitable. Um, a lot of times it isn't, obviously, which is unfortunate, but, I mean, like, it just... There's so many good games that, like, you know, definitely don't make it, right? They just kind of, like, struggle on Steam for, like, two days and then are never seen again. Um, but, like, anyway, that's, that's kind of a different conversation. But, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think that I was comparing this to... Because you were talking about, like... Yes, Dark Souls was huge before this. Like, it was already a big franchise in the in the public consciousness. If you look at the sales, like, across the three games they've sold, uh, including the remaster, actually, so four games across, there's 27 million units, which is still good for any franchise. But, like, when you break it down, that's, like, uh, what, like, f how many is that? Like, seven to eight million per-ish, you know, just roughly rounding things around. Which is still really good. I mean, it's not like, you know, Mario numbers or whatever. But it's still really, really good. Um, but I always felt like Dark Souls was one of those things where the mindshare that it occupied was bigger than, like, the sales of it. You know what I meant? Um, like, it was a thing everybody knew about. But maybe not something that a lot of people were actually doing. Um, <laughs> and... Like, there are some games that are like that, like, the, and that's why the Souls games have always been really popular for streaming, too, because people are, like, people love watching that kind of stuff and not having to, like, do it, you know? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, when you when you look at this game, um, when you look at what Elden Ring has, has done, like, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really excited to see sales on this, because I think they're going to be higher than anybody thinks. But, like, because um, I, I literally don't think I know anybody with a system that's capable of playing Elden Ring that doesn't have it now. <laughs> Like, even just my yeah. casual friends, like, in real life, like, um, one of my, one of my, like, actually several of my, my friends have been, um, just playing, like, um, the one I was, um, texting er earlier about, like, fighting Renala and stuff, like, she's, like, never played one of these Souls games before, and she's just, like, blasting through it and, like, loving it, you know, and just, like, oh, yeah, like, she was, like, oh, yeah, like, I heard George R. R. Martin wrote it and, like, everyone was talking about it, so I bought it, and it's, like, yeah, like that's. I think that's happening to a lot of people. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I and... mean, if you told me a month ago that you would be playing Elden Ring, not yeah. like especially as far as you got into, and not only that, yeah. but like everyone that is playing it right now in the DT server, all these people who like mm -hmm. who have always been watching, uh, like me and DC. You, yeah, you talk DC about and, it, and Big John and, and Big John talking about <laughs> the it Holy for Trinity so, of Dark for Souls so many years. I would have never predicted how many people would have jumped into this. Like, yeah. it's it's and insane. are loving it too. And, the, and yes, the that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like I haven't seen anybody like. I've, of course, there's like the like these like the you know the Steam reviews of of like like oh this is too hard I refunded it sucks you know it's like I think that's just like 
not happening really you know what i mean it's like such a small number of people approachability it's, it's really approachable whole, yeah absolutely. it's the whole philosophy because like dark souls demon souls the way they're designed the what they intend to make you feel is hopeless like they mm -hmm. they beat mm -hmm. it into your face like they make you feel like shit and that's the point um it's not just a hard game and i think that's mm -hmm. like the big difference that people need to note yeah is that the atmosphere is so dreary like dark souls is a colorless awful dead world with no hope no life you are just not at all like the the yeah. the fun is the antithesis of this game um even though it's also so fun to me but that's yeah. a different story with elden ring it's like you immediately go into this super colorful world you see goats rolling around like all these cute little animals it feels so full of life yes this giant tree is just is this giant tree it acts like a a, a second sun it's so like it is the way it makes you feel so different and the design around liberation you Sorry, totally no. you totally hit the nail on the head with the word hopeless because that's absolutely yeah. what it is I, I couldn't figure out what it was but like i have never i have not at any point in this game felt hopeless like even when i said i was running up against kind of all a wall with renala there was like no point at which i was like not certain i could beat this like mm -hmm. um and like anytime again like anytime that i ran into a boss that i like was having trouble with um the i don't remember what it's called the ancient deer thing down in the um the well you know what i mean the flying yeah deer. the royal ancestor royal ancestor yeah. is what it's called yeah. I was running up against that and like kind of beating my head against a brick wall when I got there at first because I was pretty low leveled and like but like I st right when I started to like be like angry about it I was like I can just go I don't need to do this you know yeah and I did yeah and I was just like and then when I came back to it which was yesterday I happened upon it I was like oh I never did this and I just went in and I just like fucking cremated this guy like <laughs> just like melted to ashes in front of me I'm um, back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so it's like that design that that focus on letting you do things at your own pace. That the ability to go in so many directions, like like what's so great is I think that the game is designed around taking you to Stormvale Castle, and I think I think they want you to go to Stormvale Castle and not be able to handle it. Um, although I don't think most people are doing that, but I think the idea is like you go to Stormvale Castle and you're like fuck this and then you go backwards because as yeah. soon as you go back from stormville castle you see southern limgrave and southern mm -hmm. limgrave is like to me the easy mode the easy tutorial mode of this game where it's like there's a legacy dungeon there there are like three sacred tiers there to upgrade your flasks like crazy uh, there's so much there <laughs> the boss is you, a joke the boss is a joke like <laughs> it's that is like the area you go before you do stormville some people don't because they were like they like push through stormville um, but I think the idea is that, like, to instill that, to instill that ability to just go back. To no, do what, absolutely. Do what you want. Like, I think mm -hmm. Mar I think Margaret is specifically designed the way he is to just instill the fear of God in you, and you're like, I yeah. gotta go somewhere else. This <laughs> is not. Yeah, this is the, not right. In the in the closed beta, like, in, it's so funny. In the, in the beta, your path was like Margaret. Like, you could you could go off a little bit to the right and left, but it was mostly just like a straight path to Margaret. Mm -hmm. um, and that was I spent like 20 tries fighting Margaret in the closed network test because I was super low level. They don't let you like you did. There's like not much else to do in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but in the game, it's it's very clear. It's just like don't do this right now. Like you don't need to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, God, I was I was gonna um, say something else, but I lost it. But like, yeah, I think um, I do want to say like I do have a few um, issues with the game, which I think we should also talk about. Like. Um, I don't think the UI design is super intuitive. Um, I've had, um, I, I've, of course, we've all had the 
magnificent magnificent experience of you know hugging the lady and, and getting the debuff and everything and then the game not indicating to you that that has happened or what's happened to you like there's a little yeah i mean so yeah. yeah we had this we had this conversation in the server i think i think i agree with dc that the status should be clearer like yeah. there's mm -hmm. that that square should be a heart maybe um, because yeah. the square, the red square, I also had no idea what it meant, and I've been playing yeah. these games for a long time. So if that's not a good sign, like that, like the yeah. fact that I played seven of these games and I did not know what that meant is not good. Um, I think, I think if it was like a heart or something, I think it's fine if they just didn't, they didn't alert you because I think that's. I think point, that's fine right? too. Like I, I agree, but like I, I would have liked to, yeah, I, I would have liked to like when I noticed it, be like, oh, I should investigate that, and then been able yeah, exactly. to get an answer. Mm -hmm. Which yeah, because I, I exactly because yeah. the issue the issue that DC brought up was that I didn't realize my health was being neutered at all. I didn't either. Um, yeah. I until I obviously noticed that my health was lower than it said in my level up menu, and I didn't know why. I didn't I didn't question that. Um, I, I, I didn't even reason. notice that. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So if, yeah, you go to, if you go to your, if you go to your status <laughs> menu, you will have a health a, a health number, uh -huh. and it will be lower than the health in your level up menu. If you go to the the, the grace point and level uh, up, it'll uh. be a different number. And I noticed that, and I was like, why is that happening? Am I bugged or something? Um, I think, I, I love the idea that you just sort of, you talk to this very nice woman and she she offers you a hug. The first hug you've ever silent, had from a woman. Yeah, is silently afflicting you. I, I think that's super interesting, especially mm -hmm. with her lore within the game. I do think that symbol could have been a bit different to make that more yeah. clear, though. Yeah, because, like, uh, it's a cool lore thing, but then you do have to scoot pan out a little bit. You are playing a video game. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think, I definitely think, like, I think it's, I think it's on the UI, the UX, or UI, I guess, for, mm -hmm. for not yeah, I agree. using the right symbol, but I don't, I don't think the way it, it handles it in the game is bad. I think it's actually great. The idea, like, that you're not told, you're not made aware. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I just wish I discovered it in game because I didn't. I was told online. I was told mm -hmm. online by someone. Yeah. I saw it on, I saw it on Reddit or something that like, oh, or no, I saw it on Google Trends. Some, I think it was like Google Trends. Or Polygon. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my, I have a Google phone, so when I just go to go go left. Oh, like left on yeah, Google. mine does too. Yeah. I yeah. You. Um. So. I saw it on I my Google loved... Buzz account. <laughs> I would have loved if I discovered that in game. Um, yeah. Because because when I saw saw the article, I was like, oh, that's why my health was 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 bugging out. Yeah. Um, there are a few things that are a little too cryptic. Like I think that I would have liked some sort of thing explaining, like how the weapon scaling works, stuff like that. Um, right. Things a little more intricate about the RPG systems, even if they're just like. So I. I it's so funny. I, I'm so obviously I'm used to the weapon scaling system, so I've never checked how the help menu helps you there. Mm -hmm. But if you you can click like the the pause button while you're in that menu, mm -hmm. and you can select every single item in the inventory screen, um, oh, okay, to see what each thing does. And I've had to do that because like if you go to your status, you can mm -hmm. check what like immunity and robustness mean for certain oh, status effects. Mm -hmm. um, so you try that when you. Yeah, try that when you jump in next time. It'll help okay. a lot. Um, yeah. I I do I, think the maps the map issue is 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 pretty annoying. I don't like that I can't open my map. 
when I'm being attacked. I agree. Like, oh, I, don't, I, hate that. I don't mind if I fucking eat shit while my map yeah. is open. That's fine. I know I, know I did I, that to myself. I know like, what I'm doing from so. It's like, it feels, it feels like not only is it annoying, but it actually feels antithetical to what From Software is about yeah. in this sort of sense. Like, you commit to a dumb action and you pay for it. That is yeah. what these games, <laughs> like, make yeah. you feel. Yet, for some reason, it's like, you can't do that dumb action, dipshit. Well, it's also, <laughs> why not? I would also, like to see my map. It's yeah. also really annoying, because I'm just, like, on my horse, and I, like, stop, and I, like, can't open my map, and it's because there's you a mud crab. Why. There's a mud crab yeah. next to me, and it's like, come on. It's like, on. dude, you're, like, an animal. Like, you're just <laughs> so, you just, you're so adorable. Why are you, why can't I use my map while and you're just, like... You have to go like really far to like de-aggro yes. some enemies it's, too. It's, so it's it like, bad, yeah. let me trek halfway across the map so I can look at my like map for once. And yeah, yeah I it, honestly it can can't think of. A, I cannot th like there. There's so many. There's so many elements of From Software games that people just don't like that I genuinely like really like heavily defend because I think they are super important to the vision. I cannot mm -hmm. tell you why they do this. I could. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's not a single good yeah, reason same. I could find that it's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I genuinely yeah. don't know. And we talked Just about the me... whole, like, pausing situation, oh, too, with, like, if you were able to be offline, and I feel like you should be able to pause it, pause the game. Yeah, that's that's I mean? one of the things that I am yeah. a, a stalwart defender of. Uh, I think, I think, I don't think, I think people wanting pause makes sense. Obviously, like, the ability to pause the game is important. Um, I think what the series tries to accomplish with the lack of pause makes sense. Elden Ring... I feel like the whole point with Dark Souls is you can't pause, you're trapped. Like, if you're in the middle of Blight Town and there's a giant fucking, like, uh, uh, wasp or whatever, they, they're like they're like bloat flies, they're really gross, coming mm -hmm. at you, you can't escape it, not even with a pause button. Like, that's the kind of feeling they're going for. You're trapped in this hopeless world, you can't leave. Elden Ring doesn't feel like that. It's so free and, like, nice and chill. I've never felt, like, I've never felt entrapped by the atmosphere to the point where pausing would not be allowed. Like, I don't see why, I cannot see why they would say, if DC's right that it's, so so obviously DC said that it's a connection thing, where there's the offline versus online version, um, and the reason why they don't let you pause is because it's always multiplayer. Um, I just, I, if that's the case, then that's just, like, I feel like there's such a, you, surely they can code that in, right? There they can't. I, 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 I think I talked about Pokemon Sword and Shield had that function. Like, I'm sure that From Software could figure it out. Wait, you? But you can pause the game with the, like the little menu. Yeah. So people, yeah, people did figure out a way to pause the game with like the three, oh, three right, internal yeah. in, menus. In Elden so Ring, yeah. there, it's it's coded in. Like yeah, you yeah. can pause the game. <laughs> um, just there's no pause button. So essentially, yeah. Anyway, like your world is paused, and if other people's worlds keep going that's fine but you just don't instance in there yeah spirit. like like i i guess i guess the way i see it is like you can pause and if someone invades you fine unpause the game obviously it's unfortunate but it's not going to happen often um but I somebody just would only yeah. invade you if you were in multiplayer in which exactly, case that's you true. wouldn't be able to in pause it anyway yeah like like i said like the passive messaging system is like pretty similar to a death stranding like that's pretty much how the passive multiplayer works and like you can pause the game in there with no problem and the yeah the data is still flowing well, you to know be what fair I mean? yeah well yeah that's true i guess the i guess the single player mode for elden ring is so much more pronounced in the other games because um obviously in bloodborne you can be invaded mm -hmm. um wait why do you get invaded in bloodborne again is it can it just happen whenever i don't remember i, I think there's certain so zones there might okay. be, but I also I also played the entire much of whatever I played of Bloodborne like offline, and I don't think it like changed yeah. the game really. 
I don't know if you can get invaded anytime in Bloodborne. You can, I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember. Um, but yeah, I think there so are like certain zones, maybe. Obviously, maybe. like the, the other games, multiplayer was sort of and linked with single player. You could just be playing by yourself, and some player just comes in and is an asshole to you. But with Elden Ring, you kind of obviously you, you if you're alone, you're alone. Um, the only way people can invade you is if you're playing multiplayer. Yeah. So it does seem like it does seem like an artifact of the old design, but the philosophy isn't there. Yeah, um, I, I do think that the the yeah. old games have that philosophy, and it's it feels whole, it feels right. Mm -hmm. um, whereas here, it's just like you keeping the trend up, but why is this actually here? We even seen Demon Souls remake. You can pause the game by going to photo mode, and I did that all the time. I <laughs> totally abused that. Mm -hmm. I abused the shit out of that. Um, I was just like, whenever I wanted to pause the game, I immediately went to photo mode. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. It's like real. Sure okay, why. the thing is like, real life is happening around you. Like I mentioned yesterday, I was fighting a. A mini boss at like one of the minor herd trees and i like my mom called me and i was like i need to pick this up and so i like had to like mute the computer and just like hold the phone like this and like keep fighting the boss while i was talking to her because i couldn't stop it and i was like this sucks <laughs> let me pause yeah well yeah for sure i think i think i have mixed feelings on it still even then because like on one hand yeah for sure like life is still going on um, but I do, I do think the feeling of being unable to stop, like the inevitability of this, of the worlds that are put before you and mm -hmm. Dark Souls is so terrifying and so is Bloodborne. There's an inevitability of this cycle of its world. And if you're trapped on a bridge with two were werewolves coming at you, you can't escape it even with a pause. If you're scared shitless, that's just kind of how it is. Mm -hmm. And if you die, you die. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but I also agree, like... There's life going on. People, pe some people want to pause. Um, it's definitely an issue I'm mixed on. I definitely, I see both sides. Uh, I'm not sure where I stand on it really. Yeah, the, um, I think the only other thing that I kind of was like, um, I feel like at, so I'm, I'm not even like that far in the game, and I feel like the, um, the progression has kind of like slowed down a little bit too much for me. Like, I feel like the, uh, the jump between levels is like. Is has went up a little bit too fast from like the late 30s to the early 40s somewhere around there, like it just doesn't feel like I like I can I can even get to a point where I beat like a, a mini boss and I don't have enough to level up at this point. You know what I mean? Right. And like, yeah. I I don't know. I I, just, I feel like it's scaled up a little bit too fast. Like how many runes you need to to get to the next level. I mean, I wouldn't say that's a major complaint, but it's just something that's like I was like I'm a kind of yeah. I think that sometimes. I think that largely has to do with the way the I I have that issue. Well, because like because I went hardcore on the mm -hmm. early aspects of the world, the I had that issue super super prominently in the end game where like mm -hmm. I would kill multiple bosses and still not have enough to level up because I was just so over leveled. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think it's because the main content is scaled to. I think I think the world is that regions are scaled with the assumption that you're just playing at your own pace. Yeah. Um, so I think you will continue to see that. You will see where your levels are not coming in as hard as you'd like them to. What I was your there's... final level, Momo? Oh, yeah, I was I, I ended at one seventy. Ooh, uh, man, I ended at one thirty four is where I yeah. ended. Um I ended very high. There are some <laughs> games that um do like a, a cap on, on level scaling, like um like the Fallout games is is a good example because they do cap out like usually like um like in in Fallout Four if you get to like level like I think it's like seventy five or eighty the x the XP requirements cap out at that number and then just stay stagnant as you level up from there because yeah. like by that point you're obviously a very dedicated player who's really far into the game and it's like 
most people are not going to be playing the game this way this late in the game you know what i mean so it's like compensating for that by like okay like we understand that you're going to hardcore grind this anyway like we're not going to make it overly difficult for you in the late game um which i like that design i don't know if that works 100 percent for elden ring but like in in fallout it, it worked i think it was a good idea because like um, my character in my like original save file in Fallout 4 was like level 120, which is ridiculous. But um, that's what you get for playing that game for 550 hours. Um, <laughs> that was on one save file. Um, but Amazing. yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I always get I always get so shocked when people are like, yeah, I played for 40 40 hours. I ran out of stuff to do. I was like, no, you didn't. Like, you liar. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't go looking. You just followed the main story. You piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, anyway, different conversation. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I don't know. Um, sorry, go on. I was saying, going off kind of the leveling thing, another thing I wish Elden Ring had, I guess, maybe one of my I had very few complaints with the game. One of them is, like, I wish I could respec sooner. That's something I, I don't know you guys are talking That's a about, big one for me, too, yeah. Like, because I don't mind how rare it is to be able to respec, because it's a limited item. There's only so many of them in the world. But, like, you can't do it until you beat the like second or I guess the really third boss if they're expecting you to do the South Limgrave first like um like story wise like halfway through the game basically it's like yeah. eh, okay um I, I, I realized the error of my ways and my build very early on and I was like well <laughs> guess I'm stuck like, with this yeah, for a while we, yeah we were like discussing it's, it's actually like, like it's like a third through the game maybe okay I would say yeah um but like I think we were talking earlier, like, it would be really nice if there was some NPC in the in the round table or whatever who was like, hey, like, you know, um, I'm looking for these larval tiers, like, if you want to rebuild yourself, come to me, or whatever. And it's like, okay, so I'll keep an eye out, and, like, you run into a larval tier whenever you run into one, depending on where you go, and then just take it back to them at, it doesn't really yeah, matter where you are in the story. I, I, think I agree nice. with you, I totally agree with you mechanically, but... The way they the way they handle it in the lore is just so fascinating to me. The fact that you need a giant chunk of the Elden Ring um, to rebirth yourself. You need the Great Rune, that Great Rune, Renala's Great Rune. I think that's so cool. That is like cool. you need it to reset yourself, to like to bring yourself back. Um, I I love that. Yeah, because like um, each of each of the fragments of the Elden Ring is basically like an Infinity Stone, <laughs> and like they kind of like come together they each have like their own power basically and they yeah, come together to make you god essentially so it's like yeah i i get the lore reason for it but like yeah but i i definitely agree mechanically mechanically like, that'd yeah be nice. you're right but yeah. i think i think the way they handle it in lore um makes it cool enough to where it outweighs cool. the, the the negative of that one thing i i keep talking about this i'm sorry i'll this last one one thing I do really like in, again, in, in uh, I think Skyrim does this too, and in Fallout 4, is that you play through the, um, you play through the tutorial, and then it asks you before, right before you step in the open world, like, do you want to respect your character? Are you happy with these stats? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and then you can just change whatever you want, and before you head outside. I and I was like, that. I like that, because, like, I like the idea that maybe you could go through a tutorial, fight some enemies, like, like, this build isn't working for me, like, maybe I'll try something else and just run it again, or whatever be like okay now i'm ready this is right this is the right one can i just say i love you just delete your character and make a new one i was, <laughs> I was just thinking that can i just say i love i love that you are constantly comparing elden ring to anything bethesda you can possibly do mm -hmm. so 
It's just so on point for the Todd Howard, the, the second Todd Howard. I mean, like, I think it would be, I think it would be, uh, like, incorrect to to try to assume that Skyrim didn't influence this game in some major ways. But like, um, I mean, there's literally mud crabs in it. They're literally imported assets from Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they look. Well, well, they're in Dark Souls Three, okay. I will say. Okay. So you know. Although they, Dark Souls 3 did come out after Skyrim as well. So. They made a journey. Knows? Oh yeah, there's a lot of uh, enemy designs mm. repurposed from the series that make returns. Uh, I remember Big John texting in the, the group chat about his, his, his disgust towards a very annoying one coming back. Uh, That's cool. Talking about I, I, like, I like that. I like when they I like when weird stuff returns. Like yeah. in in um is there anything like this, like maybe maybe something from the original Demon Souls that has like come back for the yes, first time? Absolutely. That's well, awesome. So they always so there's a there's a like concept that uh has been repurposed mm-hmm. in Dark Souls 3. It was repurposed in Dark Souls 3. Um and then it was also brought back in Demon Souls uh, uh, in Elden Ring. Um I don't want to I don't want to specifically say what it is, but essentially it's like a a type of fight that they keep re- they keep referencing. Mm-hmm. Um and in in Demon Souls it is just so iconic, so fantastic. Yeah. Um and they clearly want to channel that feeling and they they did a great job in Elden Ring. The new version of it is is mm-hmm. fantastic. Maybe my favorite boss in the game. Something that so cool. they did in in Zelda like in a similar way is like the Lynels, which are like kind of the iconic enemy for Breath of the Wild are mm-hmm. They they've been in Zelda before. They were actually in the original Legend of Zelda, and they have not mm-hmm. been in a game since then. And they were used for the first time again in Breath of the Wild. Wow, um, that's I, really cool. That's really cool. And they were totally yeah. repurposed, but like it's like, yeah, they're, they're they're back and they're they're like the big guys, you know. And it's like, I think that's really cool when they're this like a long running franchise like this can like it throws in something for the old fans i guess to reference yeah yeah i i would i especially wonder because this although the series isn't directly linked to king's field mm-hmm. um it is obviously uh inspired it's like inspired by it. it's, it's like a spiritual, spiritual sequel, successor yeah, yeah. um I, I wonder sometimes like what if i were to play those games is there like specific moments i can note and be like Wow, that is so Kingsfield. Like they clearly took something out of that. There's, uh, there's that iconic weapon too that's shown up in every single FromSoft game, even going back to like Kingsfield, I believe. Oh really? Um, is, a is, certain... that, is that the one I think it is? You can you can say the name of it. I don't think anyone will care. Oh, okay, it's uh, the Moonlight Great Sword. I don't know what oh, that means. Of course. <laughs> and it shows up. Wait, that's a, that's a Kingsfield one. It showed up in. It was either Shadow Tower, which is like a weird other Kingsfield, but grosser. And uh, I think it showed up in Kingsfield, maybe one or two. I'll have to check, but it's wow. been like a, a FromSoft staple for quite a while, which That's is really cool. Yeah, um, I, like I, I, it's I, I knew I thought it was a Soulsborne staple, but knowing it goes, it predates even Demon Souls is yeah. actually really shocking. I think I don't want to awesome. get owned online. Let me double check real quick. I don't want to okay. get owned. Yeah, online. save your comments, <laughs> haters. Um, yeah, I know, but I guess we should start sort of wrapping that up. This up, but like, yeah, I, I. Like I said, I mean, I'm not going to say that, like, Elden Ring is going to work for, like, everybody on the planet. Obviously, it will not. But, like, I was somebody who had, like, pretty much completely written off the Soulsborne franchise after trying it many times. And, like, they they did it in a way that works for me. It has removed nearly everything I don't like about the other games and added in basically a bunch of stuff that I love about other games that I've, I've talked yeah. about here. And then, of course, Bridge... Some, Broach some, I think, a new territory. I mean, like, it's not like it's created 
something completely new, but like all of it feels innovative enough that it feels like something that's never been done before, you know? Yeah, it's not it's not like groundbreaking, but um, it feels like all the elements are in the right spots to where mm -hmm. the experience is so fresh that it's put together. It's like the first time I feel like I felt an open world game structure is perfect. Um, I think, well, I think Breath of the Wild is up there too, but yeah. it's definitely there for me where it's just like, wow, this is everything I want all these other games that want to be this to do. Yeah, I, just, I love how it, how it handles difficulty in any capacity. Yeah. The whole like, yeah. you can try something different, and then even and then even the times when some goofy shit happens, like it doesn't it doesn't frustrate me. Like I thought it would. Like I like I killed a bunch of smaller mobs and a giant bear spawned out of nowhere and just owned me. I was like, that was hilarious. <laughs> not expecting that. Okay. Or last night I was in some dungeon and I went on some, like, I, there was a big open room and I was like, okay, what's this? I wandered in here and the floor started just going up really slowly. And I was like, oh, cool, like an elevator. Where are we going? And as it's going up slowly, it just accelerates and slams me into the ceiling full of spikes, like a freaking cartoon. Oh my God. I, I did not see that. Right <laughs> it was like so, and I died, yeah. but it was so funny. I didn't, I didn't, I got my Yeah. Ride. Also, but it was just like, it's so, it's so unpredictable in the best yeah. ways. You've reminded me, shout out, um, love the Mass Effect reference when you get in the well elevator and it takes 45 seconds to get to the bottom. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> that elevator that elevator like actually shook me like i was yeah. I, I was like i was like how far am i going and then you like, see like you see the stars and you're like what i was leaning closer and closer I? to the tv like where is this going where <laughs> am like... i it was genuinely genuinely hypnotizing i was, I was yeah. yeah um okay well um yeah i think that's if anyone has any other like final thoughts on this i don't know like um give me give me something yeah, I think, uh, I just think as far as the future of what I want from software to do now is I think Elden Ring feels so full, it feels so whole. It feels like I've explored its world and I've uh, dived, dived deep into its mythos and I cannot wait to see Vadi Vidya's videos explaining mm -hmm. everything that happened in depth because although I have a loose idea of what happened, I would love to get at the full story. I would love, I would love if From Software took the open world and just moved it to a whole new territory. Because uh, obviously mm -hmm. Elden Ring's familiar. It's it's high fantasy. It has like those sort of Dark Souls style, dark fantasy sort of things. Mm -hmm. I would love for, I think I think the true groundbreaking thing that From Software could really do is to take us to a whole new mythos of like a whole new style of, uh, with a whole new architecture, just blow our minds with something like they did with Bloodborne, where it was like they had the Dark Souls uh, style and then they just took it to a whole new world and it was like wow this is magical so i really yeah. want them to do that you uh, color <laughs> color, color? <laughs> you've, you've brought uh, how about how about how about happy souls we can have happy like souls. we can have just like light we can have a bunch souls of, like cute bears and uh and and, and yeah um, but so, still this is hard so really yeah exactly it really you into the false insecurity <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. It sounds real poetic. I think, you, I think you, yeah. So I think you brought up a good point though about like what they're gonna what they're gonna do from here because like obviously they're working on the Elden Ring DLC right now, which I can almost hope so. I'm they. I mean, it they've made like it. they've made DLC for everything except Sekiro, right? Like uh, Sekiro and Demon Souls did not have DLC. Demon Souls didn't either. They're gonna make DLC for this. I think that yeah. I don't. I, don't I think see so too. Plus, they found that island, right, where it's, like, very obviously, like... Yes, so, yeah. so like, to be all, the divine, <laughs> all the divine towers, uh, 
a corner in the giant cloud on the map. Mm -hmm. um, so that cloud, in the DLC, that cloud's going to go away, and we're just going to have a new mm -hmm. area. Yeah, that I makes think sense. That's, I think that's very likely. Yeah, and I also think it's extremely likely that we see the first look at it at Summer Games Fest also. Which Oh, I would lo oh, I I think, see that, yeah. yeah I would love that so yeah, much. I'm guessing that's what it's going to be. Anyway, I would freak out. So we know like Armored Core is coming out sometime next year, mm -hmm. and that it's going to move more in a Souls direction. Like... Do you think that they try to like take some of this open world design with that, or you think that's gonna feel more like? Oh Souls? hell no! I think yeah. it's gonna. I don't think it's even gonna feel like Souls. I think it's gonna be like like its own beast. I have a feel it'll be like so different. I feel like I think it'll be like Sekiro. Sek like Sekiro, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say. Like, where it's like, hey, we did our classic Soulsborne. Here's something weird and different. It'll still yeah. be hard as hell, but right. weird and different. With guns. Yeah. With now, guns. Now, how do you yeah. think it's gonna <laughs> stack up against Game of the Century: The Surge? <laughs> Wow, I did not expect a Surge reference. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Surge is fine. I kind of like I, that one. It's not yeah. the best, but... You know what? Here's my new bet. Since I'm so bad at them, the Surge <laughs> will do better critically than From Software's Armored Core. I think the Surge got like a 73 or something. It did not do well. No, it did terrible. Same as Stranger of Paradise. Well. Yeah, I think, I think it had... I think it... Let me see the Surge. Um, yeah, I so did like, find the Moonlight yeah. Greatsword, by the way, in Kingsfield. I can it post is. it in like, the Discord later. Oh, really? So I can't get on online now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go from here. And then also, mm -hmm. like I said, even more interested to see how other developers look at this. Because like, obviously, we've all seen the the like um, not-so-pleasant like you know comments and stuff from the developers at other companies, which were like, I felt kind of in bad taste. But yeah. Um, like do you think that people are gonna like look at this and say let's let's take the take some inspiration from this from the parts that are working for this and and see how we can apply it to our own thing or do you feel like like ubisoft is gonna stay in their lane like sony's gonna stay in their lane with how they approach their games i think unfortunately i think even when it even when we see the inspirations flung fly out because they will i think uh, we've already seen the inspirations for Souls go out. Like we've seen so many Souls like yes, come out, there's and they're so almost many of them. always they're almost always oh. not good. Yeah, uh, I think Neo is really the only one that stands out. as like, hey, this is actually a good overall like game. Like I I don't feel like it's it's cheap in trying to follow a trend. You know, like Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> that's a classic you're talking, you're, talking, uh, you're talking to the number one code vein fan over here oh, yes. <laughs> classic my favorite character creator and nothing else it actually is the best character creator it's really I'll, good I'll, character I'll creator it is, i really it is. like i um, like it a lot but yeah like I, I i agree with you like and i think we've even seen like this is this is one thing that i want to say like i i think that you're right and i think that the example of that is immortals phoenix rising because that and game genshin impact yeah. genshin impact genshin those impact. games are, are perfect examples of like we saw breath of the wild and we we took the wrong thing away from it and the answers. not not that those games are like bad per se like i think they're quite enjoyable doing their own thing but like they're i think they i think they looked at it and took away the wrong thing you know what i mean yeah i think mm. i think we can be ex if you really love this format and formula i think you can be excited in knowing you get to play a fine ubisoft uh elden ring like um but it's not gonna be i don't think it's gonna be like whoa we've started a whole new genre of masterpieces yeah. it's gonna be like it's just gonna be the same thing that happened with breath of the wild where some games were like hey let's do that and they it comes out and it's fun how do we make elden ring money <laughs> Yeah, how do we how do we make as much money as that game? <laughs> but we just do, say it's like that. 
but we add horse armor into it. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Todd Howard, of course. <laughs> the you think Todd Howard's the criminal about horse armor? You fucking haven't looked at the Assassin's Creed store. Like, oh, you're joking. Oh, it's rough. it's really bad. It's like forty dollars for your dumb horse armor. Oh for a single player game too i mean i don't know if that's what it does to be non-fungible too yeah which will probably i can't even knows, funge but... this horse armor <laughs> um anyway yeah so yeah i think FromSoft. I, i'd love i'm excited to see what they've done with armored core i, I was a huge mm-hmm. fan of armored core 2 it was the only one i've played but back on the playstation what one damn good fucking one. great game love that game um, with, with armored core i'm this new armored core i'm very much expecting like the best mecha game ever. Yeah, like, I agree. I think I really it, I think it so, will be. Yeah. Um, like even though like uh, um, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I guess I guess we'll just like wrap it up. I'm gonna k- keep ranting. It's been a very long time. So yeah, thank you guys for for joining us. Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have um, oh fuck, I didn't even do. We'll have to put we'll have to put a clumsily inserted commercial break. I forgot we have that now. Um, oh, sponsors. You can do yeah. it right now. They want it. They don't want it at the end of the show. <laughs> oh, so you, can, you can do it right now. And then cut it. Cut it back okay. in the middle. I'm retroactively saying that earlier we're going to an ad break, and now we're back. Put it when you <laughs> you you left to get up and you said you can keep talking and then have it going. Okay, I'll just cover too. up Momo's like monologue. Yeah. No, you can, the, every I time I speak, know. you can put the ad there. <laughs> okay. Wow. And you can put on top of where my camera is, Nord... V- Wait, sorry, what is this? Yeah, is it, the app yeah we're, do, we're doing NordVPN. NordVPN. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, uh, thank you. And yeah, we, we would love to have you work here at Ubisoft with us. Uh, that sounds fantastic. What a good idea. Every, every time Cassandra speaks, it's a NordVPN ad. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, um, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll close up shop here, but yeah, like I said, just wanted to kind of talk about this game and, um, get in on the zeitgeist. I'm going to have a video. I'm going to be doing my own monologue and putting together a video of, I've been recording a ton of my gameplay, um, later this month, hopefully by the end of the month. And does anyone else have anything they want to plug? Like any things they're working on or, or doing or stuff? I do nothing. I'm always writing at uh, Zone. Um just oh, yeah. it's a, it, any, anything that piques my interest. I don't think we've said this before like enough but like you have probably my favorite URL of anybody on the internet. When Jar- I learned that jarsh.zone. I learned that .zone was a domain you could register because of uh, Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb. He has jeff.zone. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like that is the best. So I looked into how much it would cost yearly for Josh does and it was like 18 bucks and I'm like oh 18 like, bucks a year yeah. I, I, this is mine <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I it's 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 so nice I don't even care if I never write again I'm keeping that domain <laughs> uh, yeah and Momo yeah uh, I write at laptop mag uh, I do game reviews um, I also do tech stuff but that's less important uh, I like writing my games a lot um, currently going through Ghostwire I will have that Sometime, sometime in the future, I have no idea when. When is uh, that? A, yeah. When is that game coming out? Is it next week? The game comes out twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. I'm actually that day. Yeah, yeah that that day's insane. That day. Absolutely insane. <laughs> Was it that's, that that's, and that, is that and Strange Curve... Paradise? No, no, that's this Friday. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Tiny Tina. Oh Kirby, god, yeah. insane. Yeah, I think I'm probably gonna go for Ghostwire unless it like totally bombs. It's. Uh, I mean, from what I've played, yeah, there's no way it's bombing. I don't think it's gonna bomb. Yeah. Yeah. No uh, we're gonna we're gonna get Aerith that 100 she wants so desperately. <laughs> oh yeah. 
um okay well thank you guys for for joining us uh like i said and um yeah we'll uh you know stay tuned for more uh coverage of your favorite from soft games which will surely happen here um i'll be there yeah we haven't done a sekiro episode yet actually so we definitely will go back and do that and momo will be there i shall okay all right thank you guys bye you bye stop the recording